Welcome to the world of Rex. This is Marvel A. Rex here. We are recording for the week of November 28th to December 5th. It is December, y'all. You may notice that my intro music is different. It has been such a funny eclipse season. We are out of the woods, but I am feeling the eclipse season so hard. Uh, my music has been eclipsed multiple times on this podcast since eclipse season. So I am just rolling with the punches, rolling with the transformation, and still here to deliver the weekly vibes regardless of the intro and the outro. So thank you for bearing with the changes. That is what eclipse season is, which was October 25th to November 8th. Cha-cha-cha changes. And here we are. I, as someone who is ruled by the moon as a Cancer rising, feel particularly transformed by this alchemized, uh, you know, fully just a brand new baby phoenix um, in this moment. So I uh, hope that folks feel a sense of optimism as we are knee deep in Sagittarius season. That can help with the optimism post, you know, largely uncomfortable changes. The reason, eclipse season always brings changes, but the reason that this just recent eclipse season was particularly challenging was because Saturn, who rules karma for good or for bad, was squaring the sun and the moon during these sets of eclipses, okay? So squares are the nature of Mars, which means that they are generally aggressive and force-breaking. They force things to break, to crumble, to crack, to like be exposed. Mars is a penetrator. Mars wants to like kind of, you know, it's not a necessarily friendly planet in any way, shape, or form. It is really here to energize things so that they alchemize and change. And often, you know, the phrase solve et coagula is to dissolve and change, right? So that is the nature of this last eclipse cycle. So if you did have something break in your life, the hope is right now, and hope is a key word, the hope is that in this, during this week and through Sagittarius season, you are finding ways to navigate experimentally, navigate the changes and the nuance of what is coming up ahead. This is a time to lean into optimism, even if it feels a little bit naive or uh, impractical, it is a time to be a dreamer and a visionary. We are working right now, as of November 24th, we are working in a beautiful and very generative and fertile new moon cycle to sow new beginnings, to sow different ways of being into our lives. This is particularly acute for Sagittarius's, but really anyone with strong Sag placements or any of the mutable signs. That's Pisces, Sagittarius, Virgo, and Gemini. <laughs> We're going to be talking about both Sagittarius and Gemini a lot this episode. But the mutable signs are going through mat massive rebirths and are particularly challenged during this new moon cycle to be a visionary, to be an adventurer. But all of us in this moment are coming off the tail end of a very contracted time between October 25th and November 8th. And now we are loosening that contraction through Sagittarius season. And then Cap Capricorn season is going to bring a different tone, but it's going to be uh, preparing us for a new cycle where the nodes move in 2023. So I'm very excited. I'm actually super excited for 2023 in general. 
and uh, we'll get there when we get there. But just know that we're being massaged out of a of a moment where probably you were like, oh my gosh, my back, so, you know, my back is seizing up. Some part of my life is contracting profoundly, and I can't, you know, for anyone who has pulled a muscle or thrown their back out, it it's this feeling of loss of control over your body. This is very Taurus, North Node, by the way, the body. So this eclipse season that just happened, you may have proverbially thrown your back out. Some people actually did. Um, this actually happened. A few clients of mine actually pulled a muscle or pulled their back, threw their back out. But whatever the proverbial throwing back out was, that's where you know that there needs to be a lot of pivot and massage. You need to massage and pivot that space. Now, the beauty of this moment with Mars retrograde in Gemini and the sun in Sagittarius, Mercury and Venus in Sagittarius, is that these are two signs, and we'll get a little deeper with this. These are two signs that are at play this week in a big, major way. So is Pisces, but these are the signs that are at play in a big, major way that are all about experimenting and trying multiple pathways. And, and really like trying to find fun in the hard work or find fun in the contraction, which sounds like a, uh, it sounds like a contradiction, but it is not a contradiction. You can actually find joy in laborious or uh, challenging tasks. There is a way to find levity and buoyancy. And it's really like, in my, in my opinion, the hallmark of genius when you can find fun in really challenging situations. So that's what we are being asked to do this week. Now, all of these planets that I just mentioned, Mercury, Mars, Venus, and the Sun, are going to be squaring Neptune. Or, you know, the Sun's far away, but, like, we're all gearing up towards a square with Neptune. Mars has been squaring Neptune for weeks now. This is a time where we're still moving through a fog. And I've mentioned a fog before in parts of the year. This is another fog. This is really the, the thing I said last week about Sagittarius is finding profound faith in the fog as we try new methods of experimentation. So there's a little bit of like experimenting while being like, I don't know if this is going to work, but I'm going to believe that it could potentially. That's very Sagittarian. Sagittarius is like, let's try it. Let's see what happens. It may not work, but like, let's have fun and see if it's going to work out. And so there's a flippancy that is associated with both signs, Sag and Gemini. They both get placed in in like a flippant or like you know moving quickly kind of a sign through things but this is actually a good time to be like i'm gonna try a different thing than i've been doing eclipse season october 25th to november 8th and give or take a week on either side of those dates offered something to you in your life that was stuck and was cracked and literally it's it got stuck and then saturn smashed it the Lord of Karma smashed it. Now, I know what this was for me. If you listened to Halo and I's podcast last week, you'll know exactly what it was for me. You'll know what it was for Halo. But for all of you, there is some area that something got stuck, like a stake got stuck in the ground and then got obliterated. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't have whatever that stake was. It doesn't mean that that can't happen. But now, in this energy, we are being asked to find new ways of approaching whatever that thing was that got obliterated or for some folks, it's letting something go forever. That also is very much a hallmark of eclipses. That's why they are so profound to work with and to be conscious of because they literally can permanently remove things from your life or permanently introduce things into your life, either way. But for a lot of us, it's like, especially because Saturn is currently trying Mars, 
Saturn is in a benefic loving converse is in a benefic loving conversation with Mars right now. Saturn's now saying like, look, I blew up the stake in your ground. Like I, there's something I pulled your back out. Saturn did something during that eclipse season that was like, Ooh, I did not want to hear that. No, I did not want to hear that. No. Or I did not want to hear that piece of news. I received some information that I did not like. Now Saturn is trining Mars in a positive flow with Mars and Saturn says, okay, let's experiment. I support your experimentation by trying a new way of approaching the thing that you thought you lost or the thing that feels impossible or the thing that really hurts. What if there is a new way? That is Sagittarius. What if there is a new way? What if there's a new horizon? What if there's just infinite possibility? And Mars in Gemini is like, yes, there is infinite possibility. And also it's going to require some tension. So the Mars and Venus are opposing this week. Mercury and Mars are opposing this week. This is moments just to keep in mind uh, or to translate out of astrology. This is moments where we are going to be asked to approach things in a different way. And it may not initially feel comfortable. There will be an air of tension here. Oppositions have the are the, of the nature of Saturn. There is an element of opposition, tension. Can you do this? The question, can you, well, can you really do that? So there may be some reality checks amidst the Piscean, oh, let's try all these, these things might work. So it's weird. This, this week is, I think, actually really positive because if you ch channel this week in the way of, oh, I have many more pathways than I thought previously. There are many more pathways to retrieve the thing that I lost during eclipse season or to try something new that got obliterated in eclipse, the hole in my life. The issue or problem in my life that was presented in uh, late October to mid-November, okay, there are new opportunities. I can have faith, Sagittarius. I can have faith around these new opportunities, and I can also try a few and have some backup plans, plan A, plan B, plan C, plan D. That's really great. And, you know, they might not, they might ruffle some feathers because there are new ways of doing things. Whenever we do something new in our lives, we try a new tactic, we try a new approach, we try a new strategy. This is all very Mars and Gemini. Is what's the new what's the new strategy? What are the strategies in my life for the thing that is really challenging me right now? Right? When we do that, we ruffle feathers. We start enacting new behaviors. This is an incredible time to form habits, by the way. You may have to really double down on them when Mars stations direct in um, February. Uh, February-ish, he leaves his shadow in March. I think he actually stations direct in January. But anyway, he won't really get back up and running until March of 2023. So you may have to double down on that new habit, but this is a wonderful time to form new habits. The thing about new strategies and new habits is that they ruffle feathers because the people in your life that the current quantum reality that you were creating and the current people that you pulled into your quantum reality based on your old patterns and old behaviors are going to have a glitch. There's going to be glitches. And this week presents a lot of glitches where someone may like tweak out a little bit and be like, oh, but you can't do that. That's a new thing. I don't, this is weird. I'm scared. There's a lot of change happening. This could be you. You know, you could be experiencing this in, experiencing this in your interiority and also likely with Mars and Venus oppositions. This is almost always some sort of tension in relationships because Venus's relationships, Mars in opposition, is tension. So this could be, you know, especially in Gemini, everything is doubled. So it could be like you have one conversation 
And then you have to have the, the same conversation again because the first time the person didn't hear it. That's Mars and Gemini opposing Venus, right? You have relationship issues. You have to do something twice. You know, there could be, uh, for some people, there will be issues with their cars. Like this is very Mars and Gemini. But in general, there is a Mar there's a Gemini-like quality, which means communicating and doubles, things happening twice. So keep your eyes out for that. It also, oddly enough and funnily enough, can involve people who have two first names. I've seen a lot of that with um, Mars and Gemini. Or two people, like for people who are polyamorous, this is like very typical if you have tension with potentially both of your partners or multiple partners, Gemini, this week. So just know that that is in the cards. You're being asked to try new things and have faith in the new things you're trying. And also there's going to be some tension around you reinventing the wheel, reinventing your strategies, plural strategies. Having multiple right now is great. This is experimentation mode par excellence. This is the time to be experimenting with your life and literally trying new things. Like this is a great time to take on a new habit, a new hobby, and just get your uh, your neural pathways reset. Try it. Like literally when you learn something new, which is super Gemini, Gemini is all about learning. When you learn something new, you change your brain. And that is what this week is saying, especially with Sag. Sag is all about like, let's try something. Let's, let's, run off into the sunset on the horse. Like, let's go find a new adventure. So this is a wonderful week to learn something new and have fun while you are learning something new, albeit even if it's challenging, finding fun in the challenge. So that's the week in a nutshell. With everything square Neptune, which is the planet of illusions, dreams, mystical experiences, metaphysical, psychedelic experiences, there is a quality of you know, not necessarily believing everything you are told this week, not to, I, again, I never advocate for gaslighting or um, just believe, having paranoia. I'm not, I, although this energy, the shadow form of a Neptune square is definitely paranoia. So maybe if you are experiencing that, just slow your roll this week and be like, you know what, I'm not going to rush to judgment, but I'm also not going to rush to sign papers, right? That's my big piece of advice. Don't necessarily jump to action based off of someone else's promise this week. There's a lot of potential over-promising, especially with Mercury square Neptune. People will say, oh, don't worry, I got all this taken care of, you're good. Oh, here's this new opportunity, it's so easy. Uh, this It's just gonna involve this, this, and this, and the facts may not be all together. So be wary and slow down the process of saying yes especially strong and hard and fast commitments. Those are the ones to really look out for. This is not the week to buy a car by any stretch of the imagination, FYI. Um, <laughs> for anyone who's thinking about buying a car, don't do it. Uh, any kind of, actually, I mean, you know, electronics, et cetera. This is a time where things can be weird. This week also can feel like a Mercury retrograde for a lot of folks, especially the folks that are ruled by Mercury and Mars. So that's Scorpio, Aries, Virgos, and Geminis. This can be particularly frustrating for them because the Neptune, when Neptune comes in this week and squares all the Sagittarius planets and squares Mars in Gemini, right? He's still there getting squared by Neptune. It creates just a layers of, uh, let me say, creative, creative communication. And by creative, I mean not in any way in which you are probably prepared 
and or not in any way in which things normally are communicated. That can be electronics acting weird, cars acting weird, any mode of transportation, things in your neighborhood that are weird because Gemini rules neighborhoods. So things can just feel like a Mercury retrograde, even though right now Mercury's stationed direct. So just know that that is possible. The advice I always give for this kind of a flavor of a week is to be really present when you are commuting in any way, shape, or form, whether that's walking, biking, driving, flying. Be also very careful when you are signing any kind of contract. Not a great week to sign a contract, to be honest. I, 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 don't, I don't love this signature for signing a contract. You can gather information. That's the best thing you can do this weekend, this week. The best thing you can do this week is experiment and gather information and keep things a little bit, uh, what's a good Sagittarius? I mean, Sagittarius is the bachelor of the Zodiac. So you're kind of keeping things like loose and like, all right, well, let's see, baby. Like, I'm going to have a good time, but like, I'm not going to sign on the dotted line. That is so Sagittarius, especially Sagittarius is before they hit 35 years old. They're the, they're the players of the Zodiac. They love to like have multiple lovers. They love to like have a good time and then fly to the next continent. That's kind of the vibe you want to channel this week. Like, I want to have fun. I want to try new things, but like, I'm not necessarily going to sign up full time. You know, maybe I'll try it for a week or I'll try it for three days or like I'll even try it for a month, but I'm not going to sign up for a year. Wait until Capricorn season to commit, right? That's the, <laughs> that's the season to commit is Capricorn season. Um, Sag is like finding things out, gathering information, right? We're gathering information generally around the themes that arose in eclipse season so that we can massage it and heal it. That's the thing. And, and thinking outside of the box, being a visionary. Sagittarians do not wait for permission. They literally are just like, I'm going to go do this thing that's super, super exciting. And usually the world pays attention. Usually the world's like, wow, that's really creative. That's really visionary. You're seeing around the corner. You're seeing into the future. Sagittarians are totally, they have their, their spirit and their soul is on the pulse of like just a, a, a beat ahead of the collective. They really are just a beat ahead of the collective. A little bit like Aquarians in that way. Aquarians are like, whatever, on, on the 5D plane. But like Sagittarians are like, we're leading the pack. We're the harbingers. Like we're, we're leading the pack forward. So that's a thing to just channel this week in your life in an area that you know needs sprucing up and needs like some sort of zest, bringing zest and having fun to that area of your life. And there is an element of it being really just blessed because that new moon we had on November 23rd, 24th, right before Thanksgiving was actually really, really blessed. It's funny because I had like a, a torrentially hard week, but I have a lot of mutable signs in my chart. So, you know, the new moon was like, okay, if you want to have this blessing, you got to let go of all the gunk and the toxicity that came up during eclipse season. So here we are. That was my experience. And it's okay. It's also okay if you hear astrology that says we're going to have a great week and you have a terrible week. That happens. And it really comes down to what's going on in your specific chart which I can read, and I'm doing a holiday special right now, so please reach out to me. The link is in my link tree below. Book a session, all discounted prices on readings, and uh, I, it's a great time to get a reading right before the new year. 2023 is going to knock our socks off, and I want each and every one of you to be prepared. So, uh, okay, moving to the week ahead, we're going to jump in just day by day. I'm going to do a quick vibe check each day. Monday. Monday, the 28th of November, we have the moon in Aquarius. This is actually, the moon in Aquarius is going to conjoin Saturn-ish on 
uh, yeah, on Monday. And when on Monday, the vibe is like deeper integration of what happened, especially on November 8th. So that was the total lunar eclipse in Taurus. Monday offers you some wisdom, kind of like weird download Aquarius vibes wisdom, where you could just be walking around and all of a sudden have clarity over something that happened around November 8th. Again, give or take a few days on either side of that date where you're like, oh, I see this from more of a bird's eye picture. I see this now from a more integrated or more holistic or more community or collective oriented way. You could also have conversations with your community or collective around this time, helping you clarify what happened on November 8th or right around that time. There's some sort of integration. It is a day to be social. It's not a day to be super, there's not a lot of warm, fuzzy feelings necessarily, but like a lot of just communicating, uh, talking with your community, networking, social media, all these things are really uh, important on Monday or just in the limelight. And there is some sort of integration from the eclipse that just happened that generally should be helpful, albeit, again, is coming in with some like, oop, that's where I got to grow. That's where I got to evolve. A key word of Aquarius is evolution or evolving, radical evolution. So yeah, thinking about that, like how am I re-evolving? How am I revolving? How am I changing? What do I need to do that I learned right around November 8th or between October 25th and November 8th? Okay, so that's Monday. It starts out with a little cool vibe. It's pretty cool on Monday. It warms up significantly on Tuesday. It warms up on Tuesday because the moon enters Pisces. Uh, let me see. I think in the middle of the day in uh, Los Angeles. Yeah, right around the middle of the day in Los Angeles. The sun, uh, actually, no, it's more like in the evening at 5 p.m. The moon moves into Pisces. So actually Monday and Tuesday have that cool vibe. And then by 5 p.m. on Tuesday, we have the moon in Pisces. And this is going to bring in a much warmer, wetter quality, right? So the week starts out a little cool, little detached. Aquarius, cool as a cucumber. And then the sun, the moon moves into Pisces and we start to get deep into the Neptune vibes, which is warm, gushy, can feel like a desire to return to the womb. This is why Pisces deal with escapism. There's this like escapist thing and it's coming in on a Tuesday, right? So that's usually not the day of the week that people want to escape, but people are going to be feeling like taking some damn time off by even by Tuesday. So this is a little bit of the like holiday slog, like, okay, uh, Thanksgiving just happened. Christmas is right around the corner. Holidays are around the corner. Hanukkah, all the fun things. They're all right around the corner. Do we really want to do work Tuesday, Wednesday? Not, not necessarily. By Tuesday evening, you're going to be like, wow, I want to just do some self-care and feel good. That's Moon and Pisces. I want to feel good. The communication starting on f at 5 p.m. on Tuesday all the way until Thursday, really, of the week that is not, it's not going to be like an awesome time. It's not going to be an easy time to, to parse the communication. So communication can feel foggy, fuzzy, weird, very nonlinear. This is a great time as if you're a writer that like works in creative writing. This is not great if you're a fact checker. Okay. So that's the difference there. This is not really a time to be fact checking. This is more of a time to be like, I'm going to write some poetry. I don't really care if it's true. Or like, I'm going to write a, like a, a meta satire memoir. That's like not very, it's like fake kind of, it's like weird fake auto theory. Like you could do that. That's awesome. You could also take a bath. 
you could there's so many things you can do during moon and pisces you could make love uh you can just you know go out and look at the stars or a great time to do some this is the quarter moon for the new for the new moon that just happened during thanksgiving so quarter moons are the first step of initiation of like okay i started my vision on the new moon and this is my first step of action it is a very dreamy neptunian step of action which means for all those folks out there that are creatives, this is a very creative first step outside of your comfort zone. So Tuesday, Wednesday, all the way until Thursday, really, we've got that moon in Pisces, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. What is the, what's the step of action that will help you get out of whatever mess started during the eclipse? What is a creative solution to your problem? What is something that's outside of your comfort zone that's kind of sexy and exciting, which is what Sagittarius is like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do something sexy and exciting, even if it's scary and creative. It ha there has to be an element of like, this isn't destructive. Definitely not. None of these signs are really interested in destruction. Pisces does self undoing, but we're talking more just like, how can I take a step, a creative, visionary, and even like a little bit... Uh, delusional step towards a new world, a new life that I want to build for myself after I realized something that I cannot unsee. Eclipse season brought things that we could not unsee. You know, you saw it and you're like, oh, I'm not going to be able to forget that ever. And now here is a creative solution or just dreaming big, taking a step towards that dream on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Big, bold, creative steps. There's a lot of confidence and courageousness coming from the Sagittarius energy this week. So just harness it. Like ask yourself, where do I need to be creative and courageous in my life right now? Like, where is that? Where am I afraid to like stand out? Where am I afraid to like dream big? This is where you start to take an action step towards dreaming big and being courageous. That's the beauty of this week, especially Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Again, a lot of self-care needed during a moon in Pisces. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, take extra time to feel your feelings. If you need to cry, that's a wonderful thing to do during a Pisces moon is cry, share your feelings with other people, you know, paint, draw, write, film, all of these things are good. Watch a really good movie, etc. These are ways to nourish the Pisces moon. Now, by the time we get to Friday, the moon <laughs> starts its whole new cycle all up in Aries after conjoining Jupiter. So, you know, the Thursday gives us this beautiful moon-Jupiter conjunction that shoots us into Aries moon, which is like, bam, Friday. Friday comes in hot like a rocket with that Aries moon. So the, the, the weekend has a totally different vibe, right? Midweek is like, oh, lackadaisical, psychedelic. Okay, I got to take a new step and it's got to be creative and courageous. And like, I'm also like dreaming really big and I'm wearing rose colored glasses. And then boom, Friday. <laughs> Friday, Friday hits, Saturday and Sunday all really carry that, that Aries, that Mars signature. Now the weird thing, we're going to talk about this real quick. The weird thing about the moon in Aries and the moon in Scorpio right now is that when the moon enters either Aries or Scorpio, she starts answering to Mars. Yikes. Yikes. Why yikes? Because he's retrograde. <laughs> the dude is doing whatever he wants. He's acrobatic and it's strange. So the moment that the moon moves into Aries or Scorpio, and right now it'll be Friday, Saturday, and a little bit into Sunday, I think we're going to get that Aries moon. This means that the weekend is run energetically by a strange, the moon is going to act strange because she's answering 
to Mars. And Mars is like, I don't know what I'm doing either over here. I don't. But I'm trying a bunch of different things, and I'm going to see if it works. So that's the vibe. Is like, And, and it's, a, it's a weird weekend in the sense that you would. I love a Pisces moon on the weekend, like I just spoke about. Great time to like go to the ocean with your friends, or like go to a pool, or like you know it's winter time for a lot of folks. Go to an ice rink, like that's all super sexy. Moon and Pisces, Moon and Aries is like you end up at the ice rink and you're like, we're gonna compete, we're gonna play hockey, and we're gonna hit each other. You know that's <laughs> that's that's the Moon and Aries. I mean, it's not chill. It's just not chill. It's like we have to make a fun thing, a competition, and I have to win, but I also don't know what I'm doing. I've never played hockey. So that's the Mars retrograde. The Mars retrograde is like, I've never played hockey, but all of a sudden this ice rink adventure became a competition and it's very taken very seriously. So that's what I'm like kind of laughing at starting on Friday, early in the morning, that moon is in Aries on Friday. So it's really Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We've got a lot of, uh, probably a little bit of bite and a little bit of like, mm, tension that will be exacerbated by the Mars Venus opposition during the week. So there could be relationship tension. The moon in Aries following that Mars retrograde is like, oh, I, I want the thing, I want the experiment or the new thing that I'm trying, the new strategy that I'm trying to implement. I want it to work now. That is the Aries. Aries is like, I want it to work right now. So be mindful this weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, this is not the time to expect the new experiment that you are implementing, the new habit, the new strategy, etc. Don't expect it to work this weekend. Just know that that energy will be present of wanting things to happen or work now in the moment, in the very moment of the weekend. And it's more like, how can you channel that very glorious Aries energy, that Aries energy that needs things to happen immediately, how can you channel that into the other things that Aries really is really good at? Uh, comp- friendly, comp- friendly competition, right? Friendly competition, sports, sex, uh, you know, doing something that's like extreme, but again, following the Sagittarius energy, extreme but fun. So like skydiving is classic of Sagittarius. Uh, Air, you know, Aries loves any kind of physical movement, literally any kind of physical movement whatsoever. So if you are feeling a little edgy Friday, Saturday, Sunday, going on a walk, going to a boxing class, going even to like fast yoga or hot yoga, etc., things that move the fire out of the body. Now, functioning around in the weekend, it could be really sexy times with the moon and Aries, but also with that retrograde Mars, I'm a little bit like, watch out what you do in social settings at night. Like this would, this looks like a weekend to me where like people could, you know, have challenging moments because Mars is misbehaving. And what that looks like is like, it could be anything on the shadow realm. Like it could be anything from like, uh, I mean, I don't really want to speak it on the pod, but just like doing something that you thought was going to be, you were going to get out scot-free, like, oh, I'm just going to go and party and do this, this, and this. And things get really rough. And that's because Mars is just volatile right now. He's out of bounds. And that's an astro- astrological term for, I'm not going to explain the the what it actually means, but I'm just going to say, you can look it up, out of bounds. But what it is, is that it's the planet is doing whatever he wants and he's retrograde. So he's doubly classic Gemini. He's doubly doing whatever he wants. And the moon is following him over the weekend, which means that you have a, a, a group of vagabonds who are like, we're going to do some weird stuff. And the collective is going to feel it. And you're going to watch that happen. So 
although Sagittarius is a massive risk taker, the weekend to me looks a little dicey and looks more like how do you do things that are that can push you and are maybe a little bit extreme but are contained in a way or at least you take things slow or move slowly so as not to get tripped up in the minefield that is Mars and Gemini. So taking things slow, I think would be great. I think it'll be hard to do on the weekend. It, people are going to want to do a lot and maybe have a competitive edge to it or just go overboard, which is uh, a lot of the energies are saying like, go overboard. It's no, no worries, but there is a little bit of worries with that Mars and Gemini. So take really good care of yourself this weekend. It is a weekend to to just really uh, focus on one or two things, have fun with them, try not to get too pent up about it, and release the energy of the week. Okay, everybody, that is the weekly energies. I riffed for longer than I thought, based on the fact that I'm doing this the night before it drops. <laughs> it's been such a wild post-eclipse cycle for me. So I'm coming out of the other side. Thank you. God, thank all the gods, thank all the universes for Sagittarius energy bringing in the light when we most needed it after that November 8th total lunar eclipse in Taurus and Scorpio. Woo! We are here on the other side, and you are changed in some area of your life. I certainly am in a few areas, actually. I am changed. And uh, although that was extremely painful for me as someone ruled by the moon, it has been so this Sagittarius season is I'm like reveling in the new opportunities and the new the thing about when something implodes in your life that Sagittarius represents which is the thing that Sagittarius represents when something implodes in your life is what I meant to say is the fact that all of a sudden the landscape looks entirely different you're like whoa oh my gosh I wasn't seeing my life from this angle and now this thing's gone or this thing is here and the landscape looks entirely different, which means I can explore. So this is the moment to explore. As we are deep in Sag season, this is deep in the Sag. We are exploring. That's what we're doing. We're exploring right now. We're trying new things and we're going to try not to get testy over the weekend. All right, everybody. I love each and every one of you. I really do. Thank you to all my listeners. I really appreciate you. Please share and rate and review this podcast. It helps me so much as a one-man show. Soon to be, I'm sure, more than a one-man show, but currently a one-man show. And uh, I am still doing a special for the holidays, so please book a reading. It helps me out immensely. For those who listened to my last episode uh, with Halo, uh, I did, yeah, I definitely am trying to work more right now because the eclipse eclipsed a lot of my bank accounts. So <laughs> that's just a fun thing that happened. But, and also, I love doing this form of connecting with humans. I love reading for folks, doing a pr- predictive astrology. It is my form of service. I know that I also get compensated for it, but it really is an act of service because it's holding a lot of emotional space and helping people realize themselves through a different lens. So I love doing that. I would love to connect with you. Please reach out to the link in the show notes, share with your friends. Again, a holiday special. Just ask me about it. I got some discounted prices. I'm working with folks in need because I know that this is tough economic times for a lot of folks. So I'm here to help and also to connect. All right, on that note, thank you for listening to the World of Rex. We are lining up some guests soon. I have just been a busy bee, but they're coming in. And uh, I will catch you next week. Thank you for listening. 